Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, God, for such a wonderful spread for breakfast for my children that are here ready to learn about you and to praise you. We worship you, God. Thank you for what you did last night. What, what did you do? Uh, he heard us. He accepted our praise. He spoke to us. He healed Daddy's back. He healed Daddy's back. Um, he kept us safe. What, what, what was there being dangerous? Just life. You know, anytime we go somewhere and get home safely, we praise him. Mom, what? And even when I got hurt on the bike, I praised him because I didn't get hurt worse. Right? Yeah. So, there's always a reason to praise the Lord. What, Hopi? Yeah, yesterday he did a miracle. He opened up Jordan's heart to receive him. Um, we really have so many reasons to be grateful to him. Um, he really did touch her, and I'm really glad. And he spoke to me. Yesterday at the meeting, in several different Absolutely ways, <laughs> and I praise him for speaking to me. That's a miracle. When we hear him, it's a supernatural exchange. What, what? It's his spirit working in you, speaking to you, and it's your flesh being quiet before him. Our flesh has to be quiet before him. And we thank you, God, for those things. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you. Why don't everybody take a turn and... Tell God why you love him. God, I love you because you always provide a way for us, even if uh, a lot of things seem hard. Amen. So good. What about you? Um, Whoa. If we do really bad stuff, then, then he will give us and he will still love us. That's why you love him? He will never, ever stop loving. Amen. I love God because whenever we are good to him, he's good to us um, a lot more. Amen. Luki, what about you? Luke's so compassionate, he even wants Satan to get better. Satan can't get better. Why? Because he is an abomination. He's a Yeah, he's a... He's a fart. We do not pray for Satan. He's the only thing we don't pray for. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so God, we worship you. I thank you, Jesus, for Daddy, Micah, Cade, Hope, Luke, Victory, and me. In Jesus' name, we thank you for our grandmas. For our extended family, for everybody that you're calling to your throne. We praise your name. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. When you guys really have to learn when somebody's praying to be quiet. It's the highest form of disrespect. Like, I would love for you to pray after I pray. Or raise your hand and I'll stop praying even. Which a lot of parents may not do. They would. I forgive you. Okay, we're all learning together, right? I'll wipe my lip. Yep. Okay. So I love when you pray. Uh, I just don't like when I'm praying and interrupted because it's disrespectful. 
Okay, Psalm 92. We're going to praise. Listen, Psalm 92. We're going to praise the Lord for his goodness. This is actually a song for the Sabbath day. So that's, that's cool. Let's listen to this. It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to thy name, O Most High. To declare thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness by night. With the ten-stringed lute and with the harp, with resounding music upon the lyre. For thou, O Lord, hast made me glad by what thou hast done. I will sing for joy at the works of thy hands. How great are thy works, O Lord. Thy thoughts are very deep. A senseless man has no knowledge, nor does a stupid man understand this. Stupid man. That when the wicked sprouted up like grass, and all who did iniquity flourished, it was only that they might be destroyed forevermore. But thou, O Lord, art on high forever. For behold, thine enemies, O Lord, for behold, thine enemies will perish. All who do iniquity will be scattered. Do you know what he's saying? All who do bad stuff will be scattered in Yeah. God's works and his thoughts are unsearchable to man because we're dull. We don't have understanding unless he tells us, right? Then he says, but thou hast exalted my horn like that of the wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. Oh, and my eye has looked exultantly upon my foes. My ears hear of the evildoers who rise up against me. The righteous man will flourish like the palm tree. He will grow like a cedar of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still yield fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap and very green to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Thank you for raising your hand. What do you have to say? Um, I can make a show for them. Tell me. That does sound just like a shofar. If my eyes were closed, I would think you are a shofar. Let me see. Whoa, I have three shofars at this table. And a whistle. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Listen. Folly is joy to him who lacks sense. Do you understand? Uh-huh. What does that mean? Folly is joy to him who lacks sense. Um, I have more eggs. To somebody who doesn't know. Yes. I have more eggs. But uh, no, have fruit or have French toast or cheese blends now. Have something uh, different. Uh, uh, French toast. Okay, there's no peaches, but do you want syrup? We can do French toast and syrup. You want some syrup on this? You want to cut it? You want to cut it? Yeah. I want to cut it. Can I have some syrup? 
boys? Yeah. Listen, okay, this is for you. Um, 21. But a foolish man despises his mother. That means. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Sorry. A man, but a man of understanding walks straight. But a man of understanding walks straight. Foolish man walks sideways. Because he doesn't believe in God and he thinks all his ways are right. Yes. How does a man that believes in God walk? A man who believes in God walks straight in his glory because he has his power in him. That's right. That's very good. Oh, it's open. Okay. It's very full, so you've got to go real slow. I'll let you. Do you want me to do it? Very slow. It's heavy. Okay, Hope, this is for you. Without consultation, plans are frustrated. That's good. You got enough. There are a lot of bestsellers in the New York Times. You, you, you to need to dip it. In the you top need to dip thousand, it. at least. Hopi, this one was for you. Without consultation. Do you know what consultation is? No idea. Um, consultation is good. It's like asking somebody for advice and what to do. With, hey, can you consultation me? Without consultation, mm-hmm. plans are frustrated. Tell me what it means, Hope. Mm-hmm. Without consultation, plans are frustrated. Yeah. Do you need to ask people for advice? Uh-huh. Yeah? What if you don't have advice? Then God will punch you. The, will the plans be good? Without advice, they won't. They'll be bad. That's right. Okay, Luke, this is you. Ready? But with many counselors, they succeed. Do you need good advice? Yeah. Will your plans be thumbs up with good advice? Angry thumbs up. No, not angry thumbs up. Happy thumbs up. No, angry thumbs up. Okay, let's see. Angry thumbs up. A man has joy in an apt answer. And how delightful is a timely word. What does that mean? A man has joy in an apt answer. How delightful is a timely word. What's apt? Can you please stop that? I didn't do it on purpose. A man has joy in an apt answer. Cade, tell me what that is. So tell me, tell me if you get the answer at the exact right time, are you happy or sad? 
happy. You're happy. You got the answer at the exact right time. That's what God is talking about there. Like, I don't know the answer to the math problem. You literally answer it, like, 30 seconds before the bell rings. Yes. Like, just in time. A lot of time, God works this way when he's answering us. He gives the answer at just exactly the right time. Not sooner and not too late. He wants us to rely on him. I want to clean your ear a little bit later, okay? I fought it, guys. I fought it. Be polite. Cade, please be polite. Hey, we're out of Jerry. Yo! Can we have a pop You did. But we're I out did. of Jerry. <gasps> yes, my favorite book in the whole Bible. That's because you were not nice to lose. My favorite book in the whole Bible. Isaiah, and we're going to camp here a long time. You know why? It's like a million chapters. Like two months we're going to sit in Isaiah. Yeah, it's like uh, what? 55 chapters. Why do you like Isaiah so much? You'll be able to tell as I read it why I love Isaiah. How do you get these things to Oh, no, balance? it's like 66 chapters. So probably three months we'll live oh, in Isaiah. I actually got it. I actually nope, got it all four on the floor. Thank you. Very good. Okay, I'm going to show you guys this. Um, how do I do it? Okay, I'm going to go to YouTube. I got it balancing. Mama, can you take a picture, please? And I'm going to do Bible Project Isaiah. I don't want you to not Summary. No? Okay, this is part one. Ready? Cool. Oh! What's that? The book of the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah lived in Jerusalem in the latter half of Israel's kingdom period, and he spoke on God's behalf to the leaders of Jerusalem. He spoke, first of all, a message of God's judgment. He warned Israel's corrupt leaders that their rebellion against their covenant with God would come at a cost, that God was going to use the great empires of Assyria and after them Babylon to judge Jerusalem if they persisted in idolatry and oppression of the poor. But that announcement was combined with a message of hope. Isaiah believed deeply that God would one day fulfill all of his covenant promises, that he would send a king from David's line to establish God's kingdom, remember 2 Samuel 7, that he would lead Israel in obedience to all of the laws of the covenant made at Mount Sinai, remember Exodus chapter 19. And all of this was so that God's blessing and salvation would flow outward to all of the nations, like God promised to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. And it's this hope that compelled Isaiah to speak out against the corruption and idolatry of Israel in his day. Now, the book has a pretty complex literary design, but there's one simple way to see how it all fits together. Chapters 1 through 39 contain three large sections that develop Isaiah's warning of judgment on Israel. And it all culminates in an event pointed to at the end of chapter 39, the fall of Jerusalem and the exile of the people to Babylon. But in chapters 1 to 39, there's also a message of hope that after the exile, God's covenant promises would all be fulfilled. And chapters 40 to 66 pick up that promise of hope and develops it further. In this video, we're just going to focus on chapters 1 to 39. The first main section focuses on Isaiah's vision of judgment and hope for Jerusalem. And it begins as Isaiah accuses Jerusalem. the city's leaders of covenant rebellion, idolatry, injustice. And God says he's going to judge the city by sending the nations to conquer Israel. 
Isaiah says that this will be like a purifying fire that burns away all that's worthless in Israel in order to create a new Jerusalem that's populated by a remnant that has repented and turned back to God. And Isaiah says that that's when God's kingdom will come and all nations will come to the temple in Jerusalem and learn of God's justice, bringing about an age of universal peace and harmony. Okay, tell me what's happening in chapters 1 and 2. Um, he is going to destroy the Jerusalem and then rebuild it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. So we'll watch a little bit more of this as we go forward. I'll do a little bit every day so we have the outline. I think it helps. Okay? Why can't we do that for everyone? Every single one. Maybe we could. It's a good idea. It's all right. I just didn't think about it before. Wait, didn't you go backwards? I'm going backwards. So I started in the last book of the Old Testament. What is that? Malachi. The last book of the Old Testament is Malachi. Malachi. We've been going backwards. Malachi! Isaiah, Jeremiah. And now now I'm doing the Jesus' story going forward in chronology. So we're actually mixing the Gospels together. So you get a picture of what did Jesus do in order. No, no, no. Okay. All right. So chronology means time. Chronology means time. All right. You're not. You're not focused on the right thing. Isaiah chapter one. Close it, Cade. The rebellion of God's people. This is the vision of Isaiah, the son of Amos. Amos, concerning Judah and Jerusalem which he saw during the reigns of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. So this vision happened over the course of time. This vision didn't all happen at one time. Isaiah had to understand it and piece it together and ask the Lord for clarity. Listen, O heavens, and hear, O earth, for the Lord speaks. This is what the Lord says. Sons, I have reared and brought up, but they have revolted against me. An ox knows its owner and a donkey its master's manger. But Israel does not know. My people do not understand. Okay, how do you think God feels right now? This is a real sorrow for him. You're right. Alas, don't scream in the house. Quiet in the house. Okay. Alas, sinful nation, people weighed down with iniquity, offspring of evildoers, sons who act corruptly they have abandoned the lord they have despised the holy one of israel they have turned away from him okay these are the charges you already have a plate you don't need another one these are the charges that god says against his children do you did you catch it they're evil doers they they're weighed down with iniquity they've acted corruptly They've abandoned the Lord. And um, abandoned the covenant. Not only have they abandoned the Lord, they've despised him. And they've turned away from him. So he says in verse 5, Where will you be stricken again as you continue in your rebellion? The whole head is sick and the whole heart is faint. From the sole of the foot even to the head, there is nothing sound in it. Only bruises, listen, welts and raw wounds, not pressed out or bandaged, nor softened with oil. See, this is the horrible land of um, Jerusalem and Judah. God said in verse 7, use the plate. 
Eat what you took first. Eat what you took. I'm just putting this here so I won't hit that. Eat what you took, please. Your land is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. I'm not fire. eating that. I was just putting it here so I won't hit that thing. But now since you already hit it, I can't not hit it. I don't understand. The, the eggs were over there. Why did you need them over here? So I wouldn't go like this. Okay. Can we just leave it? Okay. If I knock something down of yours, I apologize. <laughs> Your cute face. <laughs> Don't hit mommy. Your land is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Your fields, strangers are devouring them in your presence. It is desolation as overthrown by strangers. Yes, Kate. No, I want you to stay here. It's quiet. Thank you. Your fields, strangers are devouring them in your presence. It is desolation as overthrown by strangers. And the daughter of Zion is left like a shelter in a vineyard. Like a watchman's hut in a cucumber field. Like a besieged city. I never saw the word cucumber in the Bible until just now. Unless the Lord of hosts had left us a few survivors. He would be like Sodom. We would be, oh, we would be like Sodom. We would be like Gomorrah. It's not time for a phone. God has had enough. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Give ear to the instruction of our God, you people of Gomorrah. What are your multiplied sacrifices to me, says the Lord. I've had enough. Listen to this. God is spitting them out. I've had enough of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed cattle. I, I take no pleasure in the blood of bulls, lambs, or goats. He said get the blood out before you do it. He's saying, I spit their sacrifice out of my mouth. That's what he's basically saying. When you come to appear before me, who requires of you this trampling of my courts, bring your worthless offerings no more. Incense is an abomination to me. New moon and Sabbath, the calling of assemblies. I cannot endure iniquity in the solemn assembly. I hate your new moon festivals and your appointed feasts. They become a burden to me. I'm weary of bearing them. So when you spread out your hands in prayer, I will hide my eyes from you. Yes, even though you multiply prayers, I will not listen. Your hands are covered with blood. It multiplies. Do you know what God is saying? Even though they go through the formality of trying to... They're trying to do the rituals. Yeah, exactly. They're like, they're taking a shower... But then they're going and they're murdering somebody the next day. That's basically what they're doing. Yes, Cade. No, you have plenty of food down there. Wash yourselves, make yourselves clean. Remove the evil of your deeds from my sight. Cease to do evil, learn to do good, seek justice, reprove the ruthless. Do you know what reprove means? No. Reprove, like bring justice to them those are the people that are doing the wrong thing he's like punish them don't do that kate if you spill the water it's a big problem don't pretend defend the orphan plead for the widow this has always been god's heart did you hear this 
Defend the orphan. Who's that? Who's an orphan? People that are helpless. Tell me. You didn't quite get it. People Tell that me. Nope. Cade raised his hand. Tell me who's an people, orphan. Kids and people who don't believe in God come to Jesus like um, Jordan? Was it Jordan? Yeah, okay, yeah, that's right. That's a spiritual orphan. People that don't have Jesus and in their heart. the orphan and the physical orphan that helps people come to Jesus. The physical orphan is the what? The person that doesn't have a home. A person with no mother or father, no home. And he said, plead for the widow. Okay, now this part is called let us reason. Sit and listen. Come now. And let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are as scarlet, they will be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they will be like wool. If you consent and obey, you will eat the best of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword. Truly, the mouth of the Lord is spoken. How the faithful city has become a harlot. Do you know what city he's talking about? Uh, Zion, yep. She who was full of justice, righteousness once lodged in her, but now murders. Your silver has become dross. Your drink diluted with water. Your rulers are rebels and companions of thieves. Everyone loves a bribe and chases after rewards. They do not defend the orphan. Do you know? This is, this is uh, God being angry that his children are not doing his one of his main heart projects is always widows and orphans nor does the widow's plea come before them therefore the lord god of hosts the mighty one of israel declares ah i will be relieved of my adversaries and avenge myself on my foes i will also turn my hand against you and will smelt away your dross as with lie and will remove all your alloy do you know alloys like precious metals? Yeah. Then I will restore your judges as at the first and your counselors as at the beginning. This is the little bit of hope <laughs> we heard about. After that, you will be called the city of righteousness, a faithful city. Zion will be redeemed with justice and her repentant ones with righteousness. But transgressors and sinners will be crushed together. And those who forsake the Lord shall come to an end. Surely you will be ashamed of the oaks which you have desired. These are like the Asherah poles. And you will be embarrassed at the gardens which you have chosen. For you will be like an oak whose leaf fades away. Or as a garden that has no water. And the strong man will become tinder his work also a spark do you mean do you know what that means no. um their spirit has become dry and uh people that once were strong are going to be set on fire like he said thus they shall both burn together and there will be none to quench them so there was this is the god's rule and judgment against judah and jerusalem and a tiny bit glimmer of hope in chapter one. Hey, that's money. Yeah. Now we're going to do, so that was Isaiah one. 
and now we're gonna do, you guys are gonna have to remind me about the video part tomorrow, because I probably won't remember. Okay. So just remind me. Okay, Jesus teaches about revenge. Now we're gonna hear Jesus teaching us to love our enemies. Listen, ready? We're ready to listen? We're going to hear about it three different times. Oh, no, two different times in Matthew and Luke. Matthew 5, 43 to 48 says, repeat after me. You have heard the law. That was good, Micah. What about the rest of my children? You have heard the law. You have heard the law. Good, Hope. Good, good Luke. Cade? You have heard the law that says. What? What? Cade. Say that says. That says. That says. Love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. And hate your enemy. But I say. Love your enemies. Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Who persecute Luke. Luke. In that way. He wants you to get off, Lukey. In that way. In that way. What? In that way. I don't have no spot. He's the only one we don't pray for. In that way, yeah, but God doesn't tell us to pray for Satan. He tells us not to pray for Satan. Ouch. In that way, hope, hope, look, it's actually time to repeat after me. Okay? And then we'll talk about it in a little bit. In that way, in that way, in that way. good, you will be acting. Very good. As true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives sunlight to both the evil and the good. And he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even pagans do that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. Why are all tax corrupt back then? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. Very good, Micah. Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. Even that much. Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. Very good. If you're kind... Only to your friends. How are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. Even pagans 
do that. But you are to be perfect. Even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Very good. Now just listen. You don't have to repeat. But you, to you who are willing to listen, if you recognize something new, I want you to raise your hand. But to you who are willing to listen, say, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, offer the other cheek also. If someone demands your coat, offer your shirt also. Give to anyone who asks, and when things are taken away from you, don't try to get them back. Do to others as you would like them to do to you. If you love only those who love you, why should you get credit for that? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good only to those who do good to you, why should you get credit? Even sinners do that much. And if you lend money only to those who can repay you, why should you get credit? Even sinners will lend to other sinners for a full return. Love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great and you will truly be acting as children of the Most High. For He is kind... Listen to the nature of God. He is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. You must be compassionate just as your father is compassionate. What a God we serve. By telling us not to retaliate, Jesus keeps us from taking the law in our own hands. Close your eyes and imagine the three chairs. Now imagine all the fathers in the middle chair. Jesus does not want us to sit there. He said... Hop over into the advocate chair. And when you do that, you'll be loving and praying for your enemies. You'll actually have the power in the advocate chair, holding Jesus' hand, to overcome evil with good. The Pharisees interpreted Leviticus as thinking they should only love on people that love them in return. They thought in Psalms, God meant they should hate their enemies. But Jesus says... We're supposed to love our enemies. If you love your enemies and treat them well, you'll show them that Jesus is Lord of your life. You know that mean people usually are broken people. Mean people are suffering people. How would they ever become unmean if they don't show love? If they don't experience love? We had a neighbor like that, right? Who was that? She was pretty difficult. Don't, don't. Yeah, we don't need to name names, but I loved her and loved her and loved her and loved her. And eventually we became friends, right? And you did too. Yeah. She had a transformation. This is only possible for those who give themselves fully to God because he, only he can deliver people from natural hatred and selfishness. We're all born selfish and we're all born retaliating against people that hurt us. But you've got to trust the Holy Spirit to show love, to help you show love to those that you don't feel loving towards. You've got to ask for God's help. Okay? And then the other question is, God said you're to be perfect even as your Father in heaven is perfect. 
But how can we be perfect? Hope, come back and sit. How can we be perfect? The answer is we cannot be perfect. You can be as Christ-like as possible. You can ask God to help you be holy. You can continually repent. You can mature by reading the Bible and making the right choices over and over again. Hope that's not edifying him. Hope you're so nice. Hope, yeah. You better build him up with your words. You hear me? Okay. You've got to grow towards maturity and wholeness. You've got to read the Bible and apply it. You've got to seek to try to love others. You're not going to be perfect all the time because our tendency is to sin. But you've got to just ask God for help. That's the answer. Okay? Yes? Yeah. So this is Jesus. Oops, I spelled his name wrong. J-E-S-U-S. He's the one we like the best. J-E-S-U-S. Something, something about the words. J-E-S-U-S. I saw the one. I saw the one. Jesus. Jesus. Okay. Jesus. Okay. Jesus. 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 Jesus.